Hello guys, welcome to Getting Entrepreneurial with Priyanjali Tata. This is our first episode and we wanted to make it really special for you. Tuning in will be Rekha Pai Kamath, very special guest. She's a phenomenal woman with Martin Peterson's Paulsons who will have a fireside chat. Two amazing women, very experienced and they will talk about impact investment for both for-profit and a non-profit entity. To give you a little bit of background about Rekha, she is an angel investor, managing director at Kamat Family Foundation. Prior to this, she led new businesses incubation at Juniper Networks. She has 20 years plus experience in various product management, marketing, product development at many companies. And then she served as a board member at Fast Forward, which is an acceleration program for technology-based nonprofits in San Francisco. She also is serving on the Alumni Council for Tech Women and has been a foreign speaker for the U.S. Department of State to several countries. She is an investor, mentor, advisor to several startups at Stanford Angel and Entrepreneurs and previously at StartX. She will tell you so much about impact investment in this episode that, you know, your experience about the whole um, gamut around social work, the industrial revolution around social impact, and especially around creating a sustainable model and having an impact investment strategy for your social venture, whether you're a for-profit or a non-profit, it's going to be really, really crucial for you to learn from this episode. Stay tuned and hope you enjoy Today's podcast is so special. Uh, today, Martin will talk to Rekha. And uh, Rekha is a very successful entrepreneur and impact investor. Uh, she is somebody who has seen all the sides of being an entrepreneur, investor, being a technologist and managing everything so well. Uh, so I would like to uh, talk about a personal bio that I extracted from her LinkedIn and uh, she says that she's interested in effective strategy that empower under-resourced and disenfranchised communities. Having worked in Silicon Valley technology sector as an engineer, marketer, product manager for many years, she's now involved in impact investing and non-profit grant making with Silicon Valley Social Venture Fund fast forward as well as independent investing. Uh, Rekha, we welcome you today on the portal and it's going to be a great conversation to have uh, this entire setup with you today. Um, I would like to now introduce Martin. All of us who have been following this podcast, we all know how inspiring this portal is today with two very inspiring women with us. Uh, as you all know, Martin is the CEO uh, and board member of Silicon Valley Global Health. She's also the executive director of Amici Lovaniensis. And she says this, and I quote from her LinkedIn bio, that she believes that all humans are connected and they hold 
a moral and human responsibility towards each other. She strongly believes that education is the most powerful tool in empowering communities and to break through the constraints that is holding the community back. So she is somebody who believes in advocacy and bridge building as a connector. And she loves to work as a global network with passionate agents of change and feel privileged to be a link in the chain of positive global transformation. Um, welcome you both. And we are very excited for today's conversation between you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Pri, for that wonderful introduction. And uh, Rika, glad to see you again uh, and meet you again and have this uh, other opportunity to connect and talk about um, impact, um, whether it be in the for-profit or in the non-profit world, but uh, impact through the use of technology specifically. Um, and the space we're talking about is really communities um, that maybe are, are last last mile communities uh struggling communities um so how do we um reach out and connect with with communities using technology for good um but before we get into that conversation recap uh, you've had very broad and very diverse experience as an entrepreneur in technology now as an investor um so if you have a few minutes to share about your personal story, your personal journey, uh, and getting some highlights out to us uh, to really demonstrate what led you from point A to point B to where we are today, we would love to hear it. Uh, sure. Um, thanks, Martin and Pri. Um, thanks for having me here. Um, I... Um, you know, to talk about my personal journey, um, uh, well, first, hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. And uh, thank you, Pri and Martin, for doing this. Um, I'm hoping that uh, uh, people watch this and get something out of it. Um, when I started my journey, I started as an engineer. You know, I had a master's in computer engineering. And um, after several years in tech, um, doing systems, uh, software and hardware, moved to you know more business-like functions like product management, marketing and corporate strategy. Then I ended up at Juniper Networks, which is a large um, company doing uh, networks and, you know, network switches and routers, basically infrastructure for uh, your cellular connections, infrastructure for networks, Wi-Fi, and things like that. Um, and I um, led a, a group called New Business Incubation there, where I was the entrepreneur. I was defining and framing business models for our next generation technologies, like for our, you know, would work with CTOs and architects and would define uh, business models for our next generation products. And at, this, at that time, I was mentoring for one of the programs that uh, Juniper sponsors. It's called Tech Women. Tech Women is a Department of State-sponsored program that brings in women from several different countries, mostly Middle East, North Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa, and Central Asia. It brings in women from these countries um, for a five-week uh, internship, like five-week uh, fellowship. 
internship um, into the Silicon Valley and it connects mentors like myself at Juniper and all of the Silicon Valley tech companies are uh, sponsors of this program. So LinkedIn, you know, Google, Facebook, Twitter, um, um, all, all of the companies, Salesforce, they're all uh, part of this. Uh, and we're a bunch of uh, tech women mentors here in the Silicon Valley. We work with uh, mentoring these uh, women who come from these different countries for five weeks. Then the following spring, we actually go back to their countries. So actually, it's interesting. We spoke about this uh, this painting that you see at the background. It's of women. It's a um, multimedia painting of uh, women fab with fabric and paint. Uh, I bought it on a tech woman delegation trip with uh, um, with several of my other mentors. We went to Rwanda to to do uh, some work with the schools and the universities there and the entrepreneurs there. Um, we went for a week and during that trip, this is a painting that's done by um, genocide victims actually uh, in Rwanda. And uh, um, it's, it's actually very special to me. It, it denotes uh, the power of women actually. Mm -hmm. So uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, because of Tech Woman, I realized my passion for working with social entrepreneurs and mentoring them. So I joined the board of a tech nonprofit accelerator Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and which is fast forward in 2014, where we try to provide mentorship, expertise, and support and mm -hmm. uh, funding that's exclusively for tech nonprofits. It's sort of like a YC for tech nonprofits. And through mm -hmm. fast forward, I got a chance to support and witness the amazing journeys of tech nonprofits, which are growing and scaling almost like many Silicon Valley tech companies and creating tremendous impact and to extremely vulnerable populations, right? Mm -hmm. They're doing things like um, bringing tech-driven solutions to affordable health and drugs. Like one of our companies in Fast Forward, it's called Serum. And they, they're like a match.com for unused and unexpired drugs. Um, Serum.org. Um, and, you know, these kind of tech nonprofits are making tremendous um, impact and br bringing critical tech-driven solutions to very needy and deserving impact areas. Mm -hmm. So um, another example, um, which uh, Dr. Priyat Arugya also know, they work with IntelliHealth, which is one of the other companies that came out of Fast Forward, where I'm on the board. Over the last five years, we started out as a tech platform for comprehensive primary healthcare access via telemedicine to rural and tribal communities. And over the last five years, they scaled from small pilots in India, Haiti, and Philippines to now they're working with large multiple projects, transforming healthcare access to hundreds of thousands of rural patients in uh, with partnerships with government, UNICEF, and other international NGOs. Anyway, so the point here is like, while I was working with these nonprofits, I was also working with entrepreneurs at Startex, Stanford Startex Accelerator and at Stanford Angels and entrepreneurs as an angel investor. I was helping invest um, entrepreneurs getting funded or preparing to pitch or refining their business model. And it was exciting and interesting to see that. But my heart wanted more meaning from the investing and a mentorship because the engineer in me always wanted to help build the solution to solve the problem. But the artist in me wanted to create a more sustainable and equitable planet. Mm 
one yeah. that provides more equi- equal opportunity and access to basic services for um, under-resourced communities. So that's mm-hmm. when I realized uh, the best way to use my experience and background uh, is to create compelling and impactful market-based tech-driven solutions that generate positive and um, environmental and social change. So over the past four or five years as a partner and board member at SV2, I've had the opportunity to dig deeper into Mm -hmm. impact investing. I've been involved in all aspects of impact investing from you know, making investments and developing strategy for maximizing impact, sourcing the deals through... Mm -hmm networks and improving investment processes and now I work with other partners at SV2 um, and other impact investing communities like Tonic um, towards uh, either either taking the whole of our portfolio I have a family foundation so I have committed to create uh, towards investing all of it into either ESG strategies or towards impact investments that create or build uh, solutions to solve society's problems. Okay, so that's a great start for this conversation. And there's already so much to untangle and and learn uh, here. Um, First of all, love the painting, love the meaning behind it. um, And um, it is just so meaningful for the conversation we're having today. just not the story you have personal with with the painting and how you got about um, finding it, um, but just the fact that it's women in in dire circumstances and just looking hopeful toward the future, right? They're they're moving together um, in in a safer direction. Um, it's just giving me. A little bit of chills right now. How how meaningful and how perfect is this for 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 today? Coming back to your uh, story, uh, your expertise, um, an observation that um, I struggle with uh, oftentimes is the whole notion of having those two silos um, of for profits and non-profits. So just the wording in itself, I take issues with because they're non-descriptive. Um, it, it doesn't circle about profit unless we start defining what profit really means. Um, and then the funding structures that are associated with those silos, right? You have, you talk about impact investing, which usually is uh, associated with a for-profit world, but then again, we can define impact in so many different ways. Um, And then you have philanthropic philanthropic funding or grants uh, foundations that tend to uh, gravitate more towards the nonprofit world. So, but just those, I don't know, the, the words and, and how this, the, the structures are funding-wise then for each of these uh, different business models. What is there for uh, an entrepreneur who is starting out with an idea for tech for social good? How does he or she defines what might be the best way forward, uh, given all these pers- perspectives? Um, and uh, ideas around 
for-profit, non-profit, invest models uh, and such. When I come to you and say, hey, Rekha, I have this great idea, technology for social good, what would you advise me to do? Yeah, yeah. So um, I have a call, so (laughs) (laughs) it's interrupting me. Um, So, yeah, at least in the U.S., and I, I'm suspecting other countries, uh, for-profit versus non-profit, and, and non-profit in, in India, they are called NGOs, and many other countries, they are called NGOs. Um, uh, but but at, even in the U.S., a 501c3, uh, a non-profit, that's a tax structure. Eventually, in the end of the day, it's the, it's the corporate structure has to do with the tax structure. The actual model the the business model or the operating model uh, depends on a whole bunch of other uh, things and so your model then i feel has to dictate whether you should be a non-profit or a for-profit because in the end of the day it's it's all about um, creating uh, impact through the right model and the right model um, you choose depending on your sources of revenue, your sources of funding, and um, who you're trying to help. That's like in a nutshell. So uh, what I would tell a, a social entrepreneur, if, if you have to, uh, you know, if you're clear about the kind of social impact you wanted to do, um, you could do it using both models. But when you have a for-profit company, um, traditionally, in a for-profit, you have investors that are looking to maximize their return, right? The business of business is to create return for shareholders. That's the old capitalistic model. Um, and I'm, when I say old, because I feel that model itself is changing. We have B Corps, we have other structures that are pulling capitalism towards more ESG, towards thinking about social impact. And so that landscape itself is, is changing. And I can explain how it's changing. But really, when you really think about a traditional for-profit, its sole business was to make money and generate return and generate profit for maximizing profit for the shareholder. So, Mm -hmm. um, but today, more millennials and women in general and most many consumers, employees, they're asking for business to be responsible to society as a whole. It's not just about profits. It's about the impact of your activities on the environment, on social, so on the society. Like how do you treat your employees? How diverse is your employee base? You know, how do you treat your labor, labor chain? So we are as a society demanding business to be more accountable to society. And this we do uh, by forcing, it's really a force, it's a pressure. Employees are asking for it, consumers are asking for it. As consumers, we pay more for a socially responsible business, right? Mm -hmm. So um, as a society as a whole, investors, employees, customers, markets, we are all asking for businesses to be more, more responsible a more responsible citizen and impact investing is on the far end of that whole spectrum right when you think of for profits impact investing is the um, or impact investors look to create social impact as well as financial return so when you have a for profit company and if you want to focus on creating impact if you want to do it through the for profit 
corporate structure, you will have a dual mission. You should have a dual mission of generating profits and maximizing shareholder value and that of generating positive social and environmental impact. That's what impact investors like myself want is mm -hmm. to create uh, both kind of returns, financial as well as impact returns. And um, these impact returns, you know, you don't have to think of them as, you know, Silicon Valley VC type returns, like not all returns have to be 10x, you know, or 3x or generating, you know, 80 times, uh, you know, all of them don't have to become uniform, uh, unicorn, right? More modest returns that will be positive, but also creating the impact you know, on like uh, doing good, like, you know, if it's an agricultural startup, doing it in a regenerative agricultural way where you're taking care of the environment, but also maybe it's a farmer's cooperative where where the land. So um, there are many kinds of impact that a company can have. I think uh, the Wi-Fi is a bit unstable. There are many yep. kinds of impact that um, that a for-profit company can have um, on the social and environmental side. So when when a social entrepreneur looks at the kind of impact that they want to do, you can actually do it with both models. Even a non-profit can be a, in a very sustainable um, a model, right? Like it it all depends. I mean, I guess. More importantly, when when a social entrepreneur wants to create impact, I think the really the main question to ask is who are you trying to help? Like one of the first questions to ask is what kind of customers or beneficiaries are you serving? Are they are they underserved in some way? Right? Do they have any disposable income? Right? Mm -hmm. There are uh, there are below BPI people at the really bottom of the pyramid who don't have any disposable income. They're 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 living hand to mouth, which means they don't have any disposable income to say buy even the basic necessities. So, uh, but are there customers and other stakeholders in your ecosystem who have the ability to pay for these products and services to that bottom of the pyramid? Um, population right if they are other stakeholders how viable is your business model or impact model towards selling to those stakeholders if they are government or other partners or other NGO partners that want to generate the impact or to generate the basic say you are developing water and sanitation products for uh, the really bottom of pyramid people um, who don't have the ability to pay then there are other um, ecosystem uh, stakeholders that will fund such services they don't they're not necessarily funders but they'll pay for the service they they will generate revenue for you right so if so if you're a non-profit you can get earned revenue and you can get earned have earned income strategies to make revenue from other stakeholders or partners or funders in the ecosystem who can pay for these products to make it more sustainable. So you can get sustainable either way as a non-profit or as a for-profit. It's just who are you helping? How easy is it to get revenue from your uh, customers or your market? Or how easy is it to sell to your partners and funders 
or how easy is it to sell to foundations like if you if you find that there are government um, government schemes that are focused on the kind of impact you are trying to make or if there are um, philanthropic foundations that are very focused on the kind of impact that you are trying to make or the kind of populations that you are trying to help and they have specific um, grant making uh, processes grant making programs um, that fund these then you might be better off making a uh, a non-profit uh, mm -hmm. model out of it. So yeah. really it depends on um, all of these different considerations, right? Yeah, yeah. And thank you for giving the broader context also about how the landscape is changing. Um, I believe that with the implementation of the SDGs, uh, more and more people are aware of um what a positive impact means and what a positive impact can look like other than just the financial aspect of it. Um, and it's true that funders are looking more and more to uh, corporate social responsibility of a company, uh, how they are aligned with some of the SDGs or not. Uh, so all of that, it, it is changing. And, and thank you for bringing that uh, in the conversation today because it is an important aspect. Hope you enjoyed this episode. You can subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Links to subscribe can be found in the show notes. Additionally, there will be also links to everything I spoke about in this episode as well. Please stay tuned for further episodes. And if you have any feedback or you want to write to us, this is our email ID. Priyanjali, P-R-I-Y-A-N-J-A-L-I at the rate pingaweb.com. That's all for now. I hope to see you all super soon in next episode.